Oh, David Ike, is there nothing you can't do? Well, you wake up in the morning, he has a 10-hour class. It's only 100 bucks yeah, you can take. And it's all about hollow moon theory. <laughs> who built the moon? Who? Did you read that poem? Who built the moon? No. The who built the moon poem? Do you have it? <laughs> I'll show it to you later. Sweet. Who built the moon? It was written by one of the people who were who was reviewing the, the, mo- book, the book. Who built the who moon? Who built the moon? Yeah. They chose to include a poem in the review. Chee who? Well, good morning, the Aloha Biscuiteers. You got it dialed into the Truth Network. That's right. <laughs> this is not NPR. This is BGR. Tea bags, baby. The biscuits and gravy show. <laughs> Yeah, dog. I'm Chuck Sauce. He's Vince Fody. We are Biscuits and Gravy. We got radio smothered and covered. That's true. Biscuits and Gravy, home cooked conversation right here on KKU. KKU 88.5, the voice of Mally. The voice of Gravy. Take a, take a bite out of Apple Podcast. We're at 3,000 listeners plus, baby. <laughs> plus, we're vying for the number one spot in Maui's radio. We are. We're vying, baby. Uh, as right now, we're number two because number those two. communist Trance and Mackie. Yeah. I almost said something offensive. They only won because they, they hypnotize people. That's yes. why it's called Trance and Mackie. And they also play the song Hypnotize by Biggie Smalls, <laughs> which is actually I can get by. Oh, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't you see? You Today, doctors have been telling us to drink eight glasses of gravy a day. On the Biscuits and Gravy Show, we're going to talk about robots. Ugh, we're always talking about robots. Dude, the lizard people, the They're robots, the cabal. It's taking over, guys. This is the new beginning. This is the great reset. This is things that all the great minds have been warning us about. Vincent the singularity. Let's, oh, I hate that movie. Anywho. Wait, what? Then we're going to talk Which about movie? a good uh, pickleback recipe <laughs> because it is St. Patty's Day. Oh, I thought you were going to like a pickleback ride. It's a jello. Where somebody dresses up as a pickle oh, and then you take Lordy. a ride on their back. Oh. It's a pickleback ride. Interesting. We have a recipe for Jello inside a pickle. That's boozy. Wait, it's overcomplicated. Jello inside a hollowed out pickle. So it's like a Jello shot. Yeah, inside a hollowed out. It's a Jello shot pickle back. Remember when uh, when I showed you that place? There's a place in Jersey that makes pickle sandwiches. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all pickles, baby. It's all pickles. (laughs) It's pickles all the way down. Mmm. Yeah. So New Jersey definitely uh, height. Of highbrow food for so that pickle sandwich. If you're listening to us on the radio, don't forget that you can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search for Biscuits and Gravy 808. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Biscuits and Gravy 808. Gee, who? Isn't that fun? We are two Maui comedians serving up the greatest in biscuit and or gravy news. Do We're going to talk a, a little bit about cooking. Do you a have little a comedy show comedy. coming I up? do. What do you know? Tell me about it, Chuck. I got a comedy show at Duh Playground that's spelled D-A. Playground. Playground. Is it next Monday? It is, yeah, the 20-somethings. It's the, great. It's fantastic. Right. Yeah, Trisha Dish was telling me about that. Yeah, it's going to be a groovy set. I'm going to be on it with uh, Maui favorite Rhonda Hansen. What are you doing? Ten minutes? Fifteen minutes? Who knows? We never know what these things. It's it's oh, a it's the a last gamble. time the last time I did a show at the playground was also with Rhonda Hansen. Yeah, she's Good killing her, man. Yeah, and then we got not Ted Anderson, and a guy that looks a lot like Lieutenant Dan, but he's not Gary Sneeze. Ted Danderson, and I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Coming on the show, we're gonna finish today's episode off with a lovely educational segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. <laughs> And I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our viewers for sending in all these questions, sending in all these comments, and really being a true biscuitier and embodying what it means to be a biscuit and gravy aficionado. Yes. Yeah, so if you have a question that you want to ask to Chuck, uh, we can send it to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Bend over, Abigail May, because here comes a gravy pipe. What are you going to spoil us for today in spoiler alert, Vincent Fody? Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the South Park vaccination special. that was funny. And I'll talk a little bit about, I don't know, maybe the Nick. 
I plowed through WandaVision. I heard. So we'll talk about WandaVision as well. We can finally talk about WandaVision because you finally watched all. It must have been pretty good if you watched the whole thing in In one day. In one day. Loved it. All right. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. So we'll talk about that later on in the show. But first, Chuck, I've got a question for you. What? What's going on? What's going on? Well, I just want to remind our listeners that thanks for tuning into Spotify and thanks for tuning into KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. Voice of Gravy. Today's Biscuits and Gravy episode is underwritten by proud, community-minded celebrity sponsors like Pete Townsend's Townhomes. Let his love open the door to your house. To your house. Pete Townsend's Mobile Homes for when you're going mobile. Check the machine, make the toast and tea. I'm going mobile. Today's show is also brought to us by Judge Reinhold's Rindholders. Tired of slippery fruit? Never drop your watermelon again with Judge Reinhold's Rindholders. Sweet. It's a real thing. He's judging you. No judgment here. Today's show is proudly presented in part by (laughs) Beyonce's Homemade Preserves. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. And also by Scott Bayo's Mayo. Put Charles in charge of your lunch. Charles in charge of your lunch. Thanks for asking me what's going on, Vincent Fody. I'm (laughs) having a percolicious morning. I think I've made quite possibly the strongest coffee. In the world? In the world. In the world. So I'm having a pretty groovy Wednesday morning. You know what coffee goes with? Pies. Oh, okay. Did you, did you enjoy your pie day? I had a was... great pie day. I ate pies in many forms all week, and they were all delicious. Uh, yeah, Diana made a lemon meringue pie. Ooh, baby. And so I got to do- What makes a meringue? Uh, a meringue is like whipped egg whites and sugar. Whip it. So it's almost like whipped cream, except it's made out of egg whites. And yeah. I got to do the best part of the pie, which is when you put the meringue on top and you make all the little peaks, <laughs> and then you take a little blowtorch, little mm-hmm. mini pocket blowtorch, and you just darken. You have that almost from, like almost like course, you're toasting a marshmallow. Creme brulee. Right, of course. Brulee, That's yes. why I have a little kitchen blowtorch for yeah, making definitely creme Definitely not for smoking drugs. So that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's not for doing dab rips. Yeah, I don't definitely have a dab not rig. doing mad amounts of drugs. <laughs> uh, so you had a good pie day. I had a, a fantabulous pie day. How many places can you recite pie to? Um, three. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be what? Three point one four. Yep. <laughs> three point one four one five nine two six five. Three, and like we've that. lost all our audience, all right. Vincent Fody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> it, was, it was good while it ran. Sammy Obeyed is still listening. All right. <laughs> Are you looking forward to St. Patty's Day? Yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to getting uh, a couple Guinness in me later today. Because today is St. Patty's Day. Yes, today is definitely St. Patrick's Day. So you're not looking forward to it. You're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my girlfriend's dad does not eat cabbage. <laughs> okay. I don't blame him. And so she just assumed that he was allergic to cabbage. And the last couple of years, I've gotten to enjoy a home-cooked St. Patty's Day dinner with my love of my life, my girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie. I realized why her family does not eat cabbage. Because it makes, makes you fart dude, and it stinks. Dude, fart the most amount of farts. And also cabbage is bland and unflavorful. Yeah, but more, you know what's more flavorful? The farts that it produces. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. The byproduct is stronger than the product itself. Dude, we got like a brass quartet going on in our bedroom now. It's the worst. So later for Gluttony Club, we're going to be talking about Irish food. Mm, if so you can call it that. I'm look- <laughs> There's not a lot of good. The Irish aren't really known for their cuisine. No. Not a huge Neither fan. Neither are the but- Brits, which are more affluent. Um, neither are Shamrock Shakes, which is, I oh guess, my lord, he talked Irish, about giving you the farts, dude. Irish-inspired fake cuisine, I guess, from McDonald's. McDonald's! Um, Shamrock Shakes are good because, like, if you're too young to drink alcohol, but you still want to throw up on St. Patty's Day. You can have a Shamrock Shake. You can have a Shamrock Shake, baby. Ooh, that's baby, for all your listeners out there. Um, also, speaking of Shamrocks grow out of the ground, you know what else grows out of the ground? <laughs> <laughs> like that segue, Chuck? Potatoes? No, mushrooms. Oh, word up, Did dude. you hear DC legalized magic mushrooms? No. Yeah. So now they have joined the ranks of places like, did Portland, I think Oregon. Decriminalized. Decriminalized it? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, DC has legalized magic mushrooms. So Whoa. Next time you go to DC to visit our nation's capital, <laughs> you can visit our nation's cap. Oh, sweet. And take some mushroom caps. See what you did there. Yeah, that's fun. Nice. (laughs) 
All right. You want to do some follow-up junction check? I would love to do some follow-up junction right here on KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of gravy. All aboard on the gravy train today, everybody. The first stop on the gravy train is follow-up junction. Follow-up junction. Follow-up junction is proudly presented in part by an endowment from Benedict Cumberbatch's Dictionaries. Have no worries with Benedictionaries. And also by Pierce Brosnan's earrings. From golden eye to golden ear, get, get pierced. pierced! With Pierce Brosnan's earrings. Funding for Follow-Up Junction is proudly presented in part by Tara Reed's Audiobooks. When you need someone to read it to you, Tara Reed's, not the woman that accused Joe Biden of, you know. Hair sniffing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so last week we did we talked about Tiger Woods cocktail yeah. Or you said, I think we made some joke about it because you said something disparaging about Tiger Woods. I probably. Or you said that he was the only golfer that you could think of that didn't have a drink named after him. But then it turns out there is a Tiger Woods cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, He drinks vodka, lemon juice, and cranberry juice. Oh, that's a good way to get a DUI. Which. <laughs> <laughs> or three. Or three or four. He but used to have a house for one of his sex slaves right here hmm. on island. Oh, really? Yeah. Here on Maui? Here on Maui. That's cool. Was uh, it up right by there. the Four Seasons? Yeah, sorry, on, on, by like Polo Beach Up by area. the Ritz? Yeah. No, oh. no, no, no. Oh, okay. The, oh, on, on the south side. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm. You know what? I got to say, vodka, lemon juice, and cranberry juice, that does sound pretty good. Because that would be what? Like a greyhound with lemon juice? Pretty much. Yeah, because a, a greyhound is vodka and cranberry, am I right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's also 56 bucks to get from coast to coast. That's a good deal. No, it's not that. Actually, buses are super expensive, and I hate Oh, them. really? Yeah. Actually, you know, shout out to you, Greyhound. I hate you. Although, for like 10 bucks, you can get from Philadelphia to New York City, I think. You take the Chinatown bus. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like chickens involved. <laughs> well, they sell chickens, and too. And it's they, a they give less them than magical school bus. Chick tickets? Chick tickets. Chickets. <laughs> um, I, I know that what you've been waiting for, Chuck. You probably waiting your whole life for some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this, Chuck. People wait a lifetime for a moment like this. It's time for Demolition Man trivia. No, (laughs) aren't you excited? Yeah. So, uh, I promised one of our friends of the show, Corky Gardner, that we would continue to do Demolition Man trivia because she loves it so much. Demolition Man, where Taco Bell controls the future, (laughs) or Pizza Hut, if you're watching the international version of Demolition Man. Watch the American version, okay? We're a true-blooded American show, bro. USA number one. Here come the meat sweats. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about robots and lizard people, but first, but first, Demolition Man. Demolition Man trivia. Uh, So this is something I didn't know. Okay, so during the filming of the movie Demolition Man, Wesley Snipes hated his blonde hair. Yes. However. His blonde hair uh, was actually what inspired Dennis Rodman to start dyeing his hair. Yeah. So remember in the 90s, like right after that movie came out, Dennis Rodman was known for all of his crazy hair dyeing. Yeah, and wearing a dress antics. and marrying a woman. So, but yeah, we Wesley Snipes' character, Phoenix, something Phoenix. What's his, What's Wesley Snipes' character's name in Demolition Man? Is that this is trivia question right here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that his character inspired Dennis Rodman to start dyeing his hair. So oh. we have th- we have that movie to thank for Dennis Rodman's crazy hair. Wow, what an influential movie! It was a very was. influential movie. All right, you ready for Morningwood? Sure thing. <sighs> Morningwood is brought to us by Robert Downey Jr.'s down jackets. They'll keep you warm even when the temperature is less than zero. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out these are quality jackets. You got it dialed in to the biscuits and gravy show right here on KAKU. This is Morningwood with Vince Foti. So last week, you probably remember, we talked a lot about um, Lola Bunny. Yeah! And it turns out that animated, sexy animated characters are kind of having a moment right now. Mm. Uh, because Lola Bunny has been in the news a lot. Because as we know, in the new version of Space Jam that's coming out, which has been coming out for quite some time. Perpetually, dude. It's <laughs> forever. It's been coming out for quite some time. Uh, we saw some of the early looks at Lola Bunny. And, and they made her boobs smaller. They made her boobs These smaller. libtards, bro. And they made her... These snowflakes, liberals, always, you know, they they just want big government and small breastuses. I hate them all. They want small breasts on animated bunnies. For children's movies. For children's movies. Go Can figure. Can you believe this cancel culture <laughs> that they're doing? What kind of world are we living in when we can't expose young children to sexy animated cartoon characters? Yeah, to sexy animated rabbits. 
that are playing basketball. So a lot of people were upset about that, myself included. Um. <laughs> yeah, all the athletes out there, you know what I mean? She no longer looks like Natalie Dormer. Uh, uh, um, also, do you know who Aunt Cass is? Have you, ever, have you heard anything no. about this? I used to buy acid from a guy named Aunt Cassidy. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he lost his mind. He's in New Haven somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, well, I'm sure he's glad that you just blew up his spot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if Aunt Cassidy was his real name. <laughs> Oops. Um, but there's a the movie Big Hero... Uh, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. Yeah. Are you familiar with that movie? I am. The guy was a Michelin Man looking dude. Yeah, exactly. He's like, like a giant the, robot or yeah. something of that nature. Spoiler alert: His brother dies in the first eight minutes. Uh, spoiler alert, Chuck. Gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a children's movie. Let's kill his brother and his only family. Well, usually they just kill the mom, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird? Like every Disney movie is like a single parent family. Yeah. Did you ever notice that? No. Never noticed that. Oh wow! Think about There's it. There's a lot. Can you yeah. can you name a Disney movie where both the parents are alive? Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going back. Oh, back back. Uh, so in the movie Big Hero Six. There's a Which character. Which came out, I don't know, 10 years ago? Why do you bring this up, loser? You, well, you're about to find out. There's a character named Aunt Cass who is played by Maya Rudolph, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, Well, somebody took the picture of her. People were kind of talking online about how they thought Aunt Cass was attractive. So somebody took a picture of her and photoshopped it. There's a there's a scene where she's like leaning over a counter. Oh no! And she has like a necklace. No. Um, but her shirt is very. This is Morningwood with Vince Vodi. Her shirt is very high cut shirt. But somebody took that picture and photoshopped it so she's wearing like a low cut shirt oh, and it's showing off a lot Lordy. of cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> this sexy picture of Aunt Cass set the internet on fire. Whoa. People were all about it, and then they they went. To go rewatch the movie, only to realize that this was a photoshopped image. And oh. it was not as sexy as they remembered it. I call it Big Hero Seven. So, <laughs> <laughs> it grew by one. Yeah. So Aunt Cass has been having a really big moment. So now there's a lot of like Aunt Cass sexy Photoshop pictures going around the internet right now. This is disgusting. So that hopefully that and the Lola Bunny fan art that is going around the internet will satiate all those people that were upset over the loss of sexy Lola Bunny. Hopefully. We can we can only dream, Vincent Vody. Um so this made me think about all the sexy animated characters, cartoon of course, characters you in are the past. A pervert. Um I'm sorry. Too Chuck, harsh? I don't, Too <laughs> don't yuck my yum, Chuck. Don't use the P word in this house. <laughs> While you're under my roof in my bunker <laughs> You will be sexually attracted to cartoon characters. By the way, Bad luck for you if you're in Australia. Did you hear that all hentai got banned in Australia? No. Why would they do that? I don't know. How do you ban it? Apparently, uh, they were upset about the fact that some hentai depicts children, which is wrong. Okay. However, most hentai does not depict children. And Australia failed to see the difference between that. And so they have banned all hentai. So any type of animated movie or or sexual drawings has all been banned from Australia, so you can't import any any hentai from Japan, unfortunately. Can you still stream it? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably if you have, like, a VPN and you change your I'm against address. it, man. Australia, dude. Chuck, who is your favorite sexy animated character? I'll tell you who's not. The Simpsons and Family Guy. Can we just erase <laughs> those ads completely? Yeah, it's like every time you're on Pornhub, there's always an ad, and it's like, one time I saw Megan like, getting railed by Brian. I saw that one where it's Megan and Megan Brian having sex. It's like nobody wants to see that. If anything, it'd be like I bet you can't last her in the two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I don't know Lois and Quagmire yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Like that that would make sense. But Meg Meg, who is within the within the context of Family Guy, she's supposed to be like super gross and ugly. Yeah, and also. Like and, and Brian is and Brian is a dog. Yeah, like no, nobody yeah, wants to see Meg and Brian having sex. Maybe, maybe Lois and somebody. In eighth grade, Louis Pelosi printed off a picture of Marge Simpson naked for me, <laughs> and I had to hide it in a bean bag. And then I forgot about it, and we donated it years later. And mm. I'm like, mm, well, someone got some ugly porn printed out on loose leaf paper. <laughs> I bet that made your beanbag tingle. Oh, lordy, lordy. So, t- to reiterate the question, I don't have a favorite th- th- cartoon sexy well, It sounds creature. like it was sexy Marge Simpson. I Make mean, it Marge Simpson, possibly. Does she have the big blue hair? She had the, it was down, 
actually. Because oh, the the Marge day. Simpson, like the young Marge Simpson, when her hair's down, yeah. when she's taking a shower, kind of kind of on the sexy side. For surezies. I was always a fan of Gadget from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> and I just want to thank our listeners for tuning into Maui's own The Voice. <laughs> And that Morningwood <laughs> is proudly presented by Jason Bateman's Fishing Supplies. A master <laughs> fisherman needs a master Bateman. Coming up in the show, we got Spoiler Alert, we got Gluttony Club, we got Lizard People Shapeshifting Robots. But first, more Morningwood with Vince Foti <laughs> as we <Do> dive <laughs> into the depths of what our favorite... Sexy animated cartoon characters? Yeah, Lordy. So, and then, of course, a lot of people's go-to is going to be Jessica Rabbit. From oh, yeah. Who is not a rabbit, but she is animated nonetheless. Um, I saw something about the movie, and I found out that when they animated it, when she's walking, her her bosoms bounce in a very particular way. And it turns out that they took the animation of a regular bouncing bosom, and they inverted it. So her breasts are so, somewhat like anti-gravity defying. Nice. So that's they kind of made it a little bit more on the cartoony side by making them sort of defy physics a little bit. Oh, yeah. And that's why they're so captivating to watch because there's just something a little bit different about them. Mm. That's a good movie, man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That is a good movie. And yeah. I think that was one of the one of the first times that a lot of people were exposed to sexy animated characters. Yes. And not Except for like Fritz the Cat and stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot there's of like CD Betty Boop. like seventies animation and stuff. I mean, but I mean she, I guess she was kind of sexy. Right? Yeah, especially know. for the time that she. Although came she out. looks like you know bluish gray, so that's, I mean like is she dead? Mm. You know. How about olive oil? Mm. Oh, not for me. Oh. <laughs> you ever wanted to see Bluto just no. rip her in half? No, <laughs> not at all. And after the real live version with the ugly girl from The Shining player playing her, even less so. Oh, oh, Shelly. Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. God. No, thank you. But she <laughs> skydive into a forest <laughs> of ugly six. Jesus. She got hit by the ugly truck. Ugh, All right, Lordy. let's talk about some uh, some other actual porn news. So it is St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day porn. St. Patrick's Day porn. The F of the Irish. Top of the morning wood to you. <laughs> So here's some actual uh, porn news that I just found out. Have you ever been watching porn and it takes you a while to find just the perfect the perfect girl? Oh, yeah, totally. Or the perfect scene in the perfect movie? Yeah. Well, they've, they've come up with a new type of um, learning algorithm where a, a computer can show you different images and scan your brainwaves to see no. how you're reacting to it. No. And it will digitally generate pictures based on what the computer is getting feedback from you so if it, if you like big breasts and it shows you a picture of big breasts and then it sees that your brain likes that then it will it will continue showing you pictures of large breasts so it's like it's an algorithm that is learning what you are attracted to in real time and then generating porn in real time based on your feedback That's from your insane. brain so it's like self-creating porn that's, what? that's custom made for what? you in real time. Finally, computers and science working to better man. Which is, I don't know if you remember the movie Ex Machina. Yep. But we've talked about this before, how we've even talked about this movie before, how how robots and computers are going to use their sexuality. Against and, us. And our and sexuality against us. This I saw a sex robot today that actually looked like the person from Ex Machina. Ooh. Well, yeah. well I'm sure you enjoyed that. Um, which is crazy because in the movie... He actually, the guy who created the robot, we find out that he tapped into the guy's Pornhub account yeah. and learned like through through the algorithms yeah. what he liked and then designed the girl to be sexually attracted to him. Yeah. So I just feel like in the future, not only are we going to have sex robots, but we're also going to have sex robots that are custom designed to be as attractive to us as possible, like ad hoc no sex way. robots. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then, if we if our urges are Be satisfied, what does that mean for our urges in the future? So, yeah. what you're saying is that variety is the spice of life. Yeah, dude. Well, what if you had some sort of robot that could shapeshift? Oh, we're going to talk about shape-shifting robots later in the show, bro. What if you had some sort of robot that could shape-shift, and it, could, it would just turn into whatever you want it to look at that like day? Like Obama? Like... <laughs> Well, I've never been sexually attracted to Obama, but mm. theoretically, if that's what you're into. He got the presidential seal. If, if that's your type, 
then, you know, maybe. Obama. Wait, so did you say something about shape-shifting robots? Yeah, dude. That's not I a real thing. I got so much to talk about with robots You're today. talking about the liquid guy from Terminator 2? No, not exactly. But as we all know, uh, the world... You're talking about Transformers. It's controlled... They're robots in disguise. ...by shape-shifting demonoid lizard people. We just want to remind our listeners that they're tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. The Voice of Gravy. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We're talking morning wood with Vince Fody. I'm Chuck Sauce. Coming up the show, we're going to talk about shape-shifting robots... And we're going to finish today's episode with a lovely educational segment we call Chuck's Out the Knowledge Buffalo. This is BGR, financed in part by Most Deaf's Hearing Aids. Get less deaf with Most Deaf. They're black on both sides. Biscuits and gravy is possible from donations by Sylvester Stallone Speech Therapy Center for when your speech skills are a little rocky. Oh, bringing it back, baby. And also by Kenny Loggins Cybersecurity. Do- trust your logins. To logins. Are you looking for the finest quality cybersecurity? Well, this is it. Don't let your privacy be in the danger zone. Oh, no. <laughs> so everyone knows that we should be very, very afraid of the cabal, of the New World Order, of Agenda 21, and that the world is controlled by shape-shifting demonoid lizard people that live in the hollow earth. But now we have something more to be afraid of, Vincent Vody. Anything that's shape-shifting, I don't trust. I don't trust those slippery lizards. Like now, Mystique from X-Men? Don't oh, trust her. Man. Now, there's a shape-shifting robot that's going to prowl the big bad world, baby. Okay. So, meet Dirat. It's a dog-like machine that can shift its body around to get longer, narrower, taller. You name it, it does it. I don't like it. It's uh, help rambling robots in all stripes, man. It's really tough because evolution usually happens really slowly, right, Vincent Vody? Correct. But every week, there's new crazy robots out there. Whether it's the CIA wasting your hard-earned money to create robot catfish. Or, or hoppercopters. Ro- or robot hoppercopters. Right. Now, it turns out that the next phase is more dog-like robots. I'm getting a little hungry, Chuck. Ooh, yeah. You want to get in the gluttony club? Let's dive on in a gluttony club, baby. We've got so much to talk about for gluttony club, be it food that we've eaten, food that we're going to eat. Food that's and, currently giving me heartburn. And news about food establishments. Chee-hoo. Gluttony, gluttony club, club is proudly presented in part by Johnny Depp's Glasses. The best perception is depth perception. Gluttony Club is presented in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's Cumberbuns. Let Benedict go to waste. <laughs> Today's episode is proudly presented in part by James Brown Scrotal Transplant Center. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. <laughs> and also, Gluttony Club wouldn't be possible without Tim Allen's wrenches. Great for turning, state's evidence. Oh, that's right. So, let's see. Uh, I just want to say that this week we found out that Wendy's surpassed Burger King as the number two fast food chain in the country. All about it. I mean, for years, it was always Burger King and McDonald's. McDonald's has always been the leader. They've been way out ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And with, now, with not without reason. Because Subway once peaked internationally. Okay. Yeah. And they, like the Catholic Church, ended up harboring a huge pedophile. <laughs> So an international pedophile harboring institution that's not the Catholic Church? I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So this was was interesting because I personally have always been a Burger King fan. I like Burger King even more than McDonald's. And I definitely want to go out on a limb and say that I like Burger King more than Wendy's. Okay. Although Baconator, pretty darn tootin' really good. Wendy's is pretty good. I always love the Frosty, and I like getting some fries and dipping my fries in the Frosty. It's a a tradition. It turns out Wendy's has really been doing a lot of NBA advertising, first yeah, of all. Yeah, I've seen it. And they've also been doing a lot of advertising targeting the gamer crowd. And so apparently Wendy's has, has been picking up a lot of steam. They grew a lot of their, their market share, and they just recently eclipsed Burger King. Ooh. So I guess good on you, Wendy's. You're doing something right. I'm also proud of Wendy's because coming up soon, April 1st, they are debuting the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit Sandwich. The Honey Butter Biscuit Chicken Sandwich. The Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit Sandwich, which this is, is coming out. the dreams are made of. Now, this is not going to be an April Fool's joke, is it, Vincent Fody? Oh, I hope not. You're that would, not preying on me. That would crush my spirits, and that would make me that would make me think that Wendy's is no longer uh, worthy of being number two. Number two! And no. that they should go back to being number three, perhaps. But as of right now, Wendy's is number two. Number two! Just like us, man. And I can't wait 
to it's only like two weeks away when we're gonna get to try the honey butter chicken biscuit sandwich from Wendy's. Sounds pretty tasty to me. I like biscuits. Yeah. I like honey. I love butter. Who could ask for anything more? <laughs> um, also for Gluttony Club, we should mention that you and I did the Cafe Olay pasta challenge. And we failed. And we miserably. failed miserably. Yes. Why don't you tell our listeners all about this? Well, it turns out that $50 worth of pasta is way more food than $50 worth of fish, fish. and chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We we previously conquered the fish and chips cafe au lait challenge. Barely, we squeaked by. We squeaked. We just eked it out, uh-huh. and we were just barely able to finish it. So we thought that it would be possible to go and eat this pasta challenge. In these trying times, this Great Depression that we're in right now, one of our local fun food establishments has a family meal dinner for six. Right, and we thought to ourselves. Six ain't nothing, bro. Well, we 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 conquered the fish and chips mm-hmm. portion so much that we thought that it would be possible to maybe do it's the only, pasta challenge. It's only like four pounds of fish and three pounds of potatoes. <laughs> However, this was very doable this for was, two for two stoners. This was a lot of chicken In pasta. Fact, it was so much chicken and pasta when they brought it out. They split the dishes for us. They because split I it to us before no they brought it to the table. No one wanted to watch me and you share pasta <laughs> peak COVID. And then even even with it split, it was still more. We each had a larger portion, I think, than the amount of fish and chips that we split. It the was so. Time. Who would have thought you can't have three boxes of pasta, <laughs> two cups of butter, two cups of cream, and two? It cups was so of chicken. rich. It was like pasta. It was like linguine and chicken in a in like a buttery cheesy cream sauce with tomatoes with and tomatoes basil? and basil. So it, it was, was a. It was super yummy. It was by the delicious. Way. So shout out to you, Cafe. Olay. If you're extremely hungry and you have six people to feed. For 45 bucks, you can go to Cafe Olay. I ate it all week, and oh, lordy, did I wake up at 2 in the morning to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> mm. But it was delicious. It was good. Uh, I also, I don't know if you know this, but Uber Eats is doing some sort of promotion where you get $40 off your first Uber Eats order. That sounds interesting. So if you haven't tried Uber Eats before, this would be a good time to check it out because you get $40 off your first order, which did I thought was really yet? cool. I did do it, and uh, we ordered, what did from, you get for we ordered bucks? from Aloha Thai Fusion. Oh, sweet. And uh, I'm sad to say that they forgot my drink. Oh, F those dudes. So Uber Eats, they messed up. Not, mm. a, not a great entry. I like to go to Aloha Thai Fusion. Oh yeah, that's where that's where they make all the nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, but Aloha Thai Fusion, I gotta say, super good food. Yeah. You, have you eaten there before? I've eaten there a couple it's times. It's the one over by Safeway. I like the cashew one. It's In Kihei, mm-hmm. yeah, the cashew stir fry. Diana's dad uh-huh. got that with shrimp, and I always get the shrimp pad thai. That's one of my favorites from there. Mm-hmm. I got. I had a nightmare last night that Brad Garrett was your brother, and that you were pregnant. It was very weird. It was a weird dream. Well, one of Not those things that came out. true. <laughs> All right, but now are you ready to talk about the important stuff? Since it's St. Paddy's Day, let's talk about Irish food. Hey, let's do it. The food of the Irish. Oh, wow. Erin Gobralis. So let's give a quick history lesson about Ireland. Beautiful country, and then the ugly, toothless jerks, the British, were like, you don't deserve to eat food for a couple hundred years. Well, also, they had potatoes, and then all their potatoes died. Kind of. Which I don't understand why Matt Damon can make potatoes on Mars, but Irish people can't figure out how to make potatoes Matt on Damon. Earth. <laughs> also, who knew but, potatoes were from, like, the Andes Mountains? Yeah, so... I thought they were just always from Ireland. Irish people, not really known for their cuisine, but they do have a couple of good things. Corned beef and cabbage, I'm not a huge fan of. I yeah, always thought that was a little bit that's bland. that's like, you know, that's like poor people food. Right, exactly, because corned beef is the cheapest type of beef. And so when the Irish came to America, the Irish didn't eat corned beef and cabbage Coming when they lived. to America. They didn't eat corned beef and cabbage when they lived in Ireland. That was something that they got from the Jews when they moved to Are New York. Are you telling me that like Chinese people didn't eat General Sal's chicken? <laughs> no. No, they didn't invent sugar chicken in, until they got to sugar America. Chicken. That was invented for the American palate. Now, here's some stuff that Irish people eat that is pretty good. Shepherd's pie. Yeah, dude. And, of course, real shepherd's pie is not ground beef. It's lamb. It's lamb, of course. That's why it's called shepherd's pie. Oh, snap. Uh, What else do they have that's good? Um, Booze. They do have good Jameson. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have, like, you can do, like, a Jameson cream sauce for your steak, which I think I might make tomorrow, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the corned beef and cabbage. Potatoes a billion different ways. Uh, 
potatoes kale, in a billion different ways. Kale and fish and bacon. It's kind of like an Irish meal. Really good. All right. And here's here's something that I think is really good. Kerrygold butter? So, well, Kerrygold butter, of course. They do have mm-hmm. the best butter. Mm-hmm. Um, the full Irish breakfast. Bangers, bro! Bangers and mesh. <laughs> in fact, so, we like the full Irish breakfast so much, they call us the Bang Bros. I don't think that's why they call us that. Um, now, th- this is also kind of similar to the full English breakfast, but the full Irish breakfast is just a little bit different. So here's what's in a typical full Irish breakfast. You got typical bacon, eggs, Gee. sausage, Gee. black pudding, which is a type of sausage. It's basically like a blood sausage. Yeah, dog, get that blood up in yeah. White pudding, which is also a type of sausage yeah. with, without the blood in it. So it's like a bloodless blood sausage, which mm. is called white pudding. Mm. By the way, we talked a little bit before about how people in the UK call everything pudding. Yes, everything right? pudding. So don't think about pudding when you think about Don't think black Bill pudding. Cosby. Right. Um, also mushrooms. Yeah. Fried tomatoes. Ooh. Beans. Toast. And hash browns and or bubble and squeak. Which do you know what bubble and squeak is? <laughs> Does anyone know what bubble and squeak is? Bubble and squeak is pretty much imagine like a shepherd's pie but without the crust. What? It's basically the Irish version of fried rice, except it's okay. with mashed potatoes. Like you know oh. when you make fried rice, you just take the veggies and the leftover meat that you got laying around and yeah. fry it all together. Okay. Well, Irish people they take like the leftover mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Leftover veggies, leftover corned beef or whatever they got laying around. And they just cook it all together into a, a big pile of, like, mashed potato so goodness. get that and grab your Sminix or your Guinness or your Jameson. Mm. You know. Sounds good. Don't get any of that. Not Prod- your Tully. Yeah, don't get any of that Protestant booze. <laughs> that's that's Protestant whiskey, that Tully. Stay away from it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm so... I read this and I was like, that sounds so good. I'm having a heart attack just listening to it. I kind of, I'm not a big breakfast guy, but I'm kind of thinking about making a full Irish breakfast for myself someday. Let's do it, dude. Um, the only thing what are we is, doing doing this? The only thing is, I don't know where to get blood pudding or black pudding or white pudding for that matter. Uh, I got, I got, I got a guy, bro. I'm not talking about snack packs, Chuck. Oh, no. <laughs> you ever freeze a snack pack? They're so yummy. No, can you do that? Mm-hmm. And make make like a fudgesicle? Yeah, it's Yumtown. Wow, yeah. that does sound good. I get I've, a little heroin spoon. I eat it slowly, like ooh, gelato. I've got popsicle sticks too that ooh. I use for making the chocolate covered bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I can just take a snack pack. Yeah, put a popsicle just, stick in it. And put go, it in the freezer. And then just go, go to town. It. Go for it. Oh man, that sounds good. There's so much BPA lining the plastic. You can just take it right out. It doesn't matter. Um, didn't you have um corned beef and cabbage? Recently for dinner? I did, and I'm farting the most amount someone could possibly be farting. Oh, so that's why. Yes. <laughs> How was it? It was good. I mean, it's okay. it's not bad. Yeah. It's definitely something. I mean, it's as good as... As corned beef and cabbage could be. <laughs> okay. I don't mind corned beef, actually. I like corned beef tacos, and, I mean, corned beef and cabbage is supposed to be, like, quote-unquote, easy to make because you can make it all in one pot. In a crock pot. But you're supposed to cook everything for different amounts of time, so it doesn't really... No, it's not, I hate all Yeah, because the corned beef, if you overboil it, is going to become tough. If you overboil the potatoes, they become not if mushy. you use an instapot, instant pot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Temperature then, control, bro. Oh. Pressure co- we got a real pressure cooker going on here. Mm. So I guess if I had to choose one Irish food to eat, it would probably be the full Irish breakfast. Now a big thing that really, really in Ireland is fish, and they leave the bone ins. They do like a fish fried and chips. Very skin on. They do very popular. Bone in, skin on, fish. Okay, I could I could maybe deal with skin on. It's not my favorite, but bone in fish and chips. Yeah, isn't the point of fish and chips to have the bone out? Well, the Irish, if they can do it, they don't do it the easy way. It's like bone in chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a bone in chicken nugget? I don't know. You eat the whole thing. All right. Anything else for Gluttony Club? Just some Dover sole, super expensive, gross ass fish. Oh yeah, but then you put some Kerrygold on it, makes everything better. I think butter at this point is just what I'm eating at this point. Butter makes it better. Yeah, especially when any time that you're going on one of your jacuzzi adventures. Meet jacuzzi Irish make a really good soda bread, so check that out if it's like, like a dry biscuity bread. Oh yeah, a, a lot of people say that when you're making your full English breakfast, you can actually make your toast out of Irish soda bread. It's a good Ooh, way to go. I like brown bread for toast. Mm, like a rye. Well, that's it for Gluttony Club, everybody. Stay tuned on the show. I'm gonna yell about dumb stuff. <laughs> We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about TV shows I should have watched a couple weeks ago. 
And we're going to finish today's episode off with a lovely educational segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. We're also going to be talking about TV shows you should have watched a couple years ago. Oh, but yeah, let's get into spoiler Decades alert. ago. Spoiler alert is presented in part by Harvey Firestein's Grill Lighters. When you think flaming, think, think Firestein. Today's show is presented in part by Richard Gears Gears. Do you have a primal fear of gears that don't work? Suitable for an officer and a gentleman. Richard Gears Gears, made in Chicago. And also by Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Sometimes you need a tailor, and sometimes you need a Taylor Swift. Thanks for tuning in to the Biscuits and Gravy Network right here on KEKU, KEKU 88.5, the voice, voice of, of Maui. Gravy. We are two Maui comedians that are, our minds are like parachutes. They're just open, Vincent Fody. They <laughs> We're just, we're we, just we open. We are open to new experiences uh-huh. and lots of... Biscuit is right here. <laughs> high quality, high brow entertainment right here. We are Mao's number two radio program. We are. That's true. We are number two. Number two. All right. So you ready to get into spoiler alert? Yeah, dude. So Cooking and comedy. Watching stuff on TV. Now we got to watch the fight. We already did the porn. Porn and some conspiracies. Kind of conspiracies. No, it wouldn't be biscuits and gravy without spoiler alert. So Chuck. Over the last month or so, I've been trying to get you to watch WandaVision. Or and I finally did. I've been I've been singing the praises, let's put it that way, of the show WandaVision. Now and you texted me at like 1046 at night, you were watching WandaVision, bro. You were still kind of skeptical, but finally, friend of the show, Chris Fight, got you to watch WandaVision. Yes. And he, because he knows so much about the Marvel Universe, he was able to sit there and fill you in on all the little details oh, and, and he, Easter eggs. He spun it all together, baby. As you were watching the show. So what did you think about the first first couple episodes the ones that were loved like them. in black and white i really loved them i the thought mom they were from really that 70s show campy, was in the was funny, in like the 50s episode and it was like neurotic and weird and breaking the fourth wall a little bit i thought it was yeah. great it was it was like watching like a like an old episode of um like bewitched also or the uh, dick Olsen van dyke twins, show old younger sister she's hot Older sister. Older sister? Yeah. Oh, even better. She's hot. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. What's her name? Something Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen? Something Olsen. Yeah. Olsen. (laughs) She's hot, dude. Miss Olsen. No nudity. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Disney not, man. Not a lot of nudity in the Disney, (sighs) Disney universe. At least Disney has. At least they have Deadpool, which is rated R. No nudity in Deadpool though. No gore and violence and language. Yeah. I like nudity, Vincent Foti. I know you do. Mm. Um, that's why you'll probably like the Nick, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Oh yeah. WandaVision, it was pretty cool. There's a couple episodes where they just make you stick with the premise, and they don't really explain what's going on. But then after, like, the third or fourth episode, they give you a little kind of hint as to what's happening. Spoiler alert, the government has a big bloated budget, and they suck. Right. Spoiler alert. She's a witch the whole time. She was controlling everybody to make it seem like they were in this sitcom premise. It's sort of like that, that movie... Or that show, what was it, Under the Dome or The Dome? <laughs> the Stephen the, King? The Stephen King book where yeah. the whole place was trapped under the dome? Yeah, or like The Simpsons movie. Or The Simpsons movie, yeah. exactly. Uh, but then by the end, we find out that she's the, the Scarlet Witch. Then she's she's In working on her powers. universe, so she's, bom- she's in a Russian that gets bombed and gets superpowers by like a bloodstone similar thing. Mm-hmm. And another, in the same thing, but in another universe, she's Magneto's daughter. Right, yes. And we all know Magneto from X-Men. And her brother is Quicksilver. Also, yeah, X-Men movies compared to, like, the Avenger movies, the X-Men original movies, kind of blow in comparison to, like, Iron Man, dude. Iron Man's cool. Iron Man's a good movie. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Marvel Universe, I'm sure you've probably already seen WandaVision, but if, if you haven't... If you're a fan of Dick Van Dyke, if you're a fan of Malcolm in the Middle, if you're a fan of... Of high, any. if you're a fan of high concept TV shows and or the Marvel universe, WandaVision is definitely a fun. And watch. I gotta say, fantastic comic relief on the show. Yeah, the Velvet Witch or whatever the heck her name is, the Scarlet Witch. The other, what's the Scarlet Witch? And then the, the what's oh, the other Agatha. one? Agatha. Agatha. Uh, she's played by the lady who's she's in a couple episodes of Drunk History. Yeah, and she plays her part to perfection. Uh-huh. Whether she's playing like. The silly sitcom next door neighbor, or she's playing like an evil witch. She mm-hmm. is playing all of her parts to perfection. So she gets. She's a uh, she's the famous meme of the woman winking. Right oh, now. yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's a very popular meme on the internet right now. So so Wandavision, I give it four out of four biscuits. Oh, very good. 
Uh, also something I gave four out of four biscuits to was the South Park vaccination special. Way better than the other South Park specials, gotta say. I will agree. It was a lot better than the pandemic special. But you're still like two and a half out of, out of four biscuits. And if you're a fan of the Biscuits and Gravy show, you, it'll, you'll probably be a huge fan of the South Park vaccination special because they not only talk about QAnon. Oh, and, they talked about it, baby. And um, they do rip on QAnon a little bit. And they also talk about the real truth that Oprah Winfrey is a shape-shifting lizard person. And that Obama drinks human child blood. And Hillary blood Clinton and Hillary drinks Clinton blood. To get the adrenochrome. So all this crazy stuff that you and I have been talking about and um, joking about jovially for all these years, South Park finally summed it all up and had the courage to tackle it in one big vaccination special. Uh, they even spelled South Park with a Q for that special. Funny stuff, Which man. is a very, I, I really got a kick out of South that. Park, man, still killing it, still funny. And Very self-aware, made fun of themselves. Made fun of themselves. There was even a picture when they were showing all the evil celebrities who control everything. They even showed a picture of Matt and Trey from the yep. movie Basketball. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. If you're an old school South Park fan, there's a lot of, where, there's a couple scenes at the end. One is where everybody's running over a hill to come get all the vaccines. Yep, and which then, reminds me of like the early, early, early seasons. And then, spoiler alert, the, the teacher dies because she doesn't get her vaccine. And at the end, there's a funeral, and everybody's like partying at the funeral because they all got their vaccines. Uh -huh. And in those couple scenes, there is a lot of characters in the background that are characters that we haven't seen in a long time. Nurse Gollum appears. Who back we, in the back who in the we, ha again. we haven't seen for in like 10 years on the show. Um, the Crab People, Jared makes an appearance. Yeah! Um, the Jusians. Yes. The Marklar aliens. The Gilgamesh aliens. Um, Cthulhu. Mecha Streisand. There's so many classic South Park characters where if you're watching the show the vaccination special, pause it during those scenes and look at all the characters that are in the background. It's a who's who of old South Park characters. Yeah. And more importantly, they when they were writing uh, episodes a couple years ago, they didn't believe that Trump would actually become president. Right. And then and when so Trump became president... They sort of wrote themselves into a corner because they had Mr. Garrison take on the Trump character so then when trump won he they were forced to stick with that and have mr garrison well, become president had the uh jack and crack episode which is my all-time <laughs> top favorite and then this is the first south park episode since donald trump in real life stopped being president allegedly allegedly so mr garrison within the mythology of south park mr garrison comes back to the town of south park because he's no longer president yes and he's a teacher again and he becomes a teacher again so this was something that a lot of south park fans were hoping for that we kind of do a little bit of a reset button wipe out all that mr garrison president stuff and just get back to the good old-fashioned mr garrison oh and there's a great joke where because presidents in real life after they leave the presidency they have secret service follow them around yeah and mr garrison was always known for having Either Mr. Slave, Mr. Hat, or Mr. Slave, or Mr. Twig. So the Secret Service person, he forced to dress up in like thong underwear and follow him around, and he called yeah. him Mr. Service. So come he's like, here, Mr. Service. "Oh, come over here, Mr. Service." And <laughs> Mr. Service, uh, I think, is just a great South Park joke that works on every level. So South Park killing it out there, man. The, the Mr. Service joke is worth the price of admission alone. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Since I have HBO Max and they just started streaming The Nick, I started watching that show The Nick, and I have sung the praises of this show before. Uh, it stars Clive Owen, who is like a cocaine-addicted doctor around the turn of the century. Loving this premise. Yeah, so it's really cool. It's all about them doing wacky surgeries for the first time and like and being hopped up and on shooting cocaine. shooting cocaine into your penis and being racist against black people. Oh. Uh, it's played by Clive Owen, who interestingly, did you ever see the show American Crime Story, the one that was about O.J. Simpson? Yeah, I loved that. I loved that. And then they did a second season, which was about the guy that killed um, Versace. Yes. Well, they're you didn't doing see a, the second season as much. They're doing a third season. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be about the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal. Oh sweet! And Clive Owen is playing Bill Clinton. No way. Yeah, sweet. Which I, I like, didn't know. Spoiler alert: uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. playing uh, OJ, the Juice. Fantastic. So good. Fantastic. Probably the best acting I've seen from Cuba Gooding Jr. since uh, Snow time, Dogs. Since Hollywood, Florida. Remember Hollywood, Florida? I like that. Yeah, I think we're like <laughs> the only ones who like that show. I think. I think. I forced Willie Simon to watch the entire season one I was time there. at my house. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, so I finished Future Man 2. Bittersweet ending. Yeah. Future Man did three seasons and done. They wrapped everything up nicely. Seth Rogen makes an appearance. Uh, spoiler alert. Watch Future Man. It's very funny. And spoiler alert. He cannot go back to the same home he once knew. Ah, oh, so or sad. Does he? Because it turns out, spoiler alert, instead of changing their own timeline, they've been creating alternate timelines. Kind of like the Rick and Morty uh, Vat of ap- Acid episode. Right, exactly. So Seth Rogen uh, is like a time cop that puts them <laughs> in time jail. <laughs> kind of. Which ends up being where they have to fight each other to the death. Like which, Running Man. Which is like Running Man, exactly. Yep. Oh, another l- side note about the Nick. One of the main characters. You can th- shoot cocaine in your pee hole. Yeah, apparently. Um, one of the si- one of the side characters, one of the nurses, looks exactly like Lana Rhodes. Oh no way! So if you're watching the Nick, keep an eye out for the nurse that looks like Lana Rhodes. It make definitely makes the show just even more enjoyable than Lana it Rhodes. Was. Of course, one of our all-time favorite porn stars, recently retired. The road more traveled. <laughs> She's also a millionaire, yeah. which I just found out that Lana Rhodes is a, is a self-made millionaire who dropped out of school at the age of 13. Oh, wow. So and then ended up doing porn? What a surprise. Only in America. Oh, I also found out that as I was doing research about the Nick, I found out that they're bringing it back for a third season. Oh, so sweet. even though it was canceled like 10 years ago, or I don't know if it got canceled or it just got dropped or whatever, um, because nobody was watching it because it was on Cinemax and nobody has Cinemax. <gasps> nobody has Cinemax. But now that it's streaming again and it's found a renewed popularity, they are working on a third season. You're also, so elegant, Vincent Foley. Every single episode of The Nick is directed by Steven Soderbergh. No way! So you know how like there will be a big show and it will be like... Steven Soderbergh's? It'll, they'll be like... Like Steven Soderbergh's Soda Bread? Yes, exactly. So <laughs> you know how sometimes there will be a big show and... Like big a, a big name director will direct the first episode, but uh-huh. then all the rest of the episodes are just directed by whoever. Yeah, not this one with with the Nick. Steven Soderbergh directed every single episode of the Nick, and it is, it's fast paced, it's exciting, it's in it's engrossing. Just watch the Nick if you haven't seen it. God, your vocabulary is amazing. Uh, also, Arrested Development, we've been rewatching. Yeah, man. So if you have Netflix. Spoiler alert, Arrested Development, so funny. If you haven't seen Arrested Development in a while, definitely go back and give that a watch. I've also been watching Great British Bake Off Masterclass. You have been watching way too much British Bake Off. I can tell. I'm starting to have dreams of, about Paul Hollywood. All of your recipes. <laughs> and Mary Berry. <laughs> a nice sponge. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like, but if you like the Great British Bake Off, there's also a companion show called the Great British Bake Off Masterclass, where where Mary and Paul show you how to make all their showstoppers. And yeah, everything. instead of watching these jamokes rush to it. Although I do like the challenge where they don't tell them the like they tell them the ingredients, they don't tell them the ratio. Right, and they have to make <laughs> like bagels, and they don't know you only boil a bagel for like a minute or so. Right, and some people were boiling it for like five minutes. <laughs> the Great British Bake Off, dude. Way better than those American, like, can you make a cake look like Space Jam? Those shows are <laughs> stupid. They should make, like, a Space Jam cake and it's got, like, a nice layer of jam in the middle. Jam? Ooh, Wouldn't that be so good? A nice, right. nice play on words. And finally, uh, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but Coming to America 2, which premiered on Amazon Prime, actually really good. Oh, yeah? I know that you hate reboots and you hate reboot culture. I don't even like regular boots. But, yeah, it turns out that I, I decided to bite the bullet and watch Coming to America Coming 2. Coming to America. The last time I watched a new Eddie Murphy movie was when he made the... Um, Dr. Doodle 17. No, it was the one that was on, I think it was on Netflix, Dolomite. The oh, new- yeah, no, I didn't see that. I heard that was good, though. Oh, you didn't see Dolomite? No. God, that was actually like five years old now. Can you believe that? No, it's like two years old. I think it's no. I would still live in a two hundred four Little Cow Circle. But no. Yeah. The Dolomite show, the Dolomite movie, was really good. I think it was on either Hulu or Netflix or something. It like was the that. flicks. But it was really good. And then so I decided to give Eddie Murphy another chance, and I watched Coming to America too. And I mean, you've seen Coming to America one, right? The yep. first one. So there's enough references in it where you'll really enjoy some of the throwbacks. If you have seen the first one, but if you haven't seen the first one, you'll still be able to follow along with the second one. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. And um, does Eddie Murphy play more than one person? Of course, of course. He sexual does. chocolate makes a return. Spoiler sexual alert. chocolate comes back. <laughs> sexual chocolate oh, that's makes worth a return. It. That's worth it alone. Right, exactly. So if you, if you liked the first coming to America, I gotta say it was actually pretty interesting. They even made there's an Easter egg where they reference trading places. Sweet. Where they reference the Duke brothers from Trading Places. Is James Earl Jones in this movie? James Earl Jones is in the movie. Wow. He plays his dad. Whoa. And Wesley Snipes 
is in the movie. In the movie, there's a fight scene involving Wesley Snipes, and I don't know if you know this, Chuck, but in real life, Wesley Snipes is actually a real-life black belt. Oh, I believe it. And so when they were filming Demolition Man, he actually had to slow down some of his punches and kicks because he was punching what, so like fast that the camera couldn't keep up with it. So that's why some of his punches and kicks look a little bit jerky, and it's because he had to intentionally slow down his kicks and punches so they could show up on film in the movie wow. Demolition Man. That's a free Demolition Man trivia fact that you didn't even have to wait till next week for. Unlike it. Sylvester Stallone, who is just slow. <laughs> he is. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, Chuck. Well, it's about that time. You it's about that else? time, ladies and gentlemen. Anything Thanks else for, for spoiler alert? In. No, not a darn tootin' thing. <sighs> Thanks for making Biscuits and Gravy a part of your morning. Thanks for liking us and sharing us and reviewing us on Spotify and making sure that 88.5 is always on your presets. Mm-hmm. Today's show was presented in part by Lincoln's Links. Abe Lincoln loves sausage, and you will too. Get thinking. Get Lincoln. Thanks for really supporting Biscuits and Gravy. We are almost on our 250th episode. Can you believe it, Vincent? Right. So this is our 248th episode. So two episodes from now, we're going to have our 250th episode spectacular. We're also coming up on our 100th celebrity sponsor as well. So uh, during our 250th episode spectacular, we will probably, we will read all 100 of our celebrity sponsors. Are you excited for that, guys? Now, you may ask yourselves, how did Chuck Sauce and Vincent Fodi become so successful other than our hard work, other than <laughs> the countless amounts of interns we've plowed through in one or than one way? But really, we can owe a lot and a lot of gratitude, and I just want to shout out to one of our sponsors that's been with us from the beginning, and this is why we're so successful. Benedict Cumberbatch's Blessings. You can't spell benediction without Benedict. And speaking of really old sponsors who have been with us from the beginning coming up on what five years now yeah dude um here's here's one that we had from the very beginning urethra franklin's vasectomy clinic r-e-s-p-e-c-t we'll cut you where you touch the p and a forgotten sponsor gazpacho man randy savage (laughs) oh yeah that's some cold soup. <laughs> Gazpacho man, Randy Savage. Today's show is also presented in part by Gary Oldman Senior Center. If your ears are golden, spend them with, with Oldman. Oldman. All right, you ready to get into Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo? Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Woo-hoo. Uh, so don't forget, if you have questions for Chuck uh, that you want me to ask to him, that's me. Send them to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy. At gmail.com. And don't forget to send in the answers, too. I don't want to have to research the answers to your trivia questions, guys. And if you have any questions about how to live your life, make sure to visit us at BiscuitWars.com. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So are you ready, Chuck? Yep. All right. Our first question comes from Angela in Seattle, Washington. Angela Chee-hoo. wants to know, from what language does the word bukkake come? I would say Japanese. Japanese? Is correct, of course. Sweet. Of course, the Japanese are known for all of their disgusting stuff. Which is actually a type of udon soup. You can get udon soup bukake. Uh, Bukake is the Japanese word for splash. Yeah. Kind of gross. Okay, our second question comes from Cynthia in Scranton, PA. Cynthia wants to know, can you name the Adult Swim cartoon about a fictional metal band named Death Clock? What is Metalocalypse? Metal... A Metalocalypse, yeah. Metalocalypse is correct. I'm Can a big fan. Can you name fan. the cartoon about the floating milkshake and french fries? <laughs> that would be Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Remember that a movie? That didn't. I mean, I liked it, but it didn't do well in the theaters. It was that was a pretty good I movie. I really actually. liked it. It but... was it was really clever, especially if you're familiar with the show. Mm-hmm. It was really cleverly done. All right, our third and final question is always a sports question because, as you know, sports is Chuck. Our Achilles sports are Huff. stupid. <sighs> I wouldn't say they're stupid. They're, they're just, just bread and circuses to they divide are, our nation. Sports are not Chuck's milieu. Let's put it that way. All right. Mike in Haiku wants to know, what Indiana Pacers star recently appeared in a Wendy's ad? Uh, I'll give you a hint. He spent his entire 18-year career as an Indiana Pacer. Okay. Probably the most well-known Indiana Pacer, and he just astu- uh, just appeared oh in a Wendy's ad. God. What's his name? I know I can fit the bobblehead guy. Um, That's true. Have you seen a commercial yeah, that I'm talking about? But like, but you don't remember who no, it was. I give up, man. It's Miller time. It was Reggie Miller. Oh, Reggie Miller. 
But you got two out of three, Chuck, and you know what they say. And that also means that that's the end of our show. Well, another drop in the biscuit bucket there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5. Vincent Fody, I'll see you next week. Same biscuit time, same gravy place. And what a what a show it was today. Yeah, man, too. what a doozy we had. Today's show was presented in part by Megan Fox's Foxskin Gloves. Got weird toe hands? Cover them up with Megan Fox's Foxskin Gloves. Today's show is presented in a part by Condoleezza's Rice. It'll advocate war crimes against hunger. Against hunger. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Like, subscribe, share. Be the biscuit news. Be the change you wish to see in the world, okay? <laughs> Don't be a sheeple. Listen to the biscuits and gravy news, okay? Put some tin foil. Set your oven to 420. And I'll see you next week, baby. I love you. I love you. I love you. And for me to you, hello! The guy that I'm opening up for looks so much like Gary Sinise. I'm so excited. Gary Sinise, bro. Gary Sinise, bro.